In this conversation, Coach and I talked to Tell City Hall of Fame member Beth Carlson Hibbard and longtime 500 freestyle record holder Molly Cleaving Pease. You can tell Beth and Molly are great friends still today. I usually delete the beginning of the conversation when I'm bringing people on into the phone call, but I decided to leave this one because I think it shows just the type of friendship that Beth and Molly have. Anyways, this is another lighthearted conversation with lots of laughter. I hope you'll enjoy it. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I just okay. was merging you into the phone call. So. Oh, who else is on here? No one, just you and me. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call Beth now, and then. Um, okay. Then after I call Beth, I'll call Coach. Sounds good. <clears throat> All right, Beth. Do I have you? Yes. Uh, Molly, Hi, Bethy. Hi, Molly, yes. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Give pause when you need to. Let's try not to. Let's try not to talk over each other. Because uh, we would never talk it, over each other. No, no, we compliment each other. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. This is, I'm gonna go ahead and give uh, Coach a call. Awesome. Hey there, Molly. I am. He's not standing us up, is he? <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet. I'm not good at that. <laughs> well, we're on the line. Be careful, ladies. <laughs> hi, Coach. Oh, no. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> we thought you might be standing us up there for a minute. No, no. I just got back from seeing Chris, and so I'm all set. Awesome. All right. Great start great. Yes, yes. I'm kind of scared getting double teamed like this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Be afraid. Be very afraid. We did speak ahead of time. We we have a plan. Uh, no, just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> First of all, Coach, that was Super Bowl, man. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. It was, I thought it was a great game. Yeah, you're, you said you're rooting for the Chiefs. They won. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really care. I mean, you know, I, either one of the teams could have won. It wouldn't have made any difference to me, But but it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Did you girls watch the game? Molly, did you watch the game? I did watch the game, but I'm going to be really honest. I was just in it for the commercials last night. <laughs> I was really just in it for the commercials. I only, I only thought there was one good commercial. What? Just one? I only thought there was one good one. I, I didn't think they were that great, except for the one uh, with, uh, where the horse shakes his head no, he's not going to dance or whatever. <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> My friend, was it Doritos? Maybe it was Doritos. Yeah. I don't remember that one. With Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott. And they start dancing. That guy starts dancing. And then the the horse dances. And Elliott said his horse. And his horse shakes and said, no. No. (laughs) That was good. That was a good one. I was just in it for the halftime show. That's all I was in for. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'd rather see Paul McCartney or Ringo or somebody like that. Oh, uh, sure. I'm with you, Coach. I'm with you. <laughs> all right. Well, we have um, Beth Carlson Hubbard. Is that is it or is it Hibbard? It's Hibbard with an I. Yes. Oh, I apologize. Beth Carlson Hibbard and uh, Molly. Uh, cleaving pies, right? It's peas, actually. It looks peas. like pies, oh, but it's man, peas. Man, I'm, I'm <laughs> it all up. Hey, believe believe me, I've heard that before. It's okay. Well, ladies, it's a pleasure having you guys on to Tell City Legends as well. We had Shell Everard on not too long ago, and of course, she's another um, Tell City Legend from your era. But it's a pleasure having you two on, and and you two wanted to come on because you didn't want to. Talk by yourself to coach. <laughs> That's not true. I'm scared of what he might come up with. <laughs> I, I just want to go through some of this this real quick, and then I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. But I went through the the top ten list of all the events that Tell City holds. Like we have the top ten swimmers for each event. Um, just keeping a rolling data of that, and Beth. You hold the record in the 53, the 100 free, and the 100 fly still. 
Those are the three events that you're on the top ten. But but Molly's on five top ten list. Ooh, Ooh <laughs> all right. <laughs> she still holds the 500 free record. She's second in the 200 free, third in the 100 back, third in the 100 fly, and eighth in the 200 IM. So. <laughs> wow. Yes, Daggone breaststroke. <laughs> I know. Got me every time. <laughs> so, I just wanted to throw that out there. But, um, Molly, if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and kind of introduce yourself. Well, my name is Molly Pease. I was formerly Molly Cleaving, graduated from Tell City in 1992, and swam for Coach Page from the beginning to the end, uh, from the time I was, I guess, seven, six or seven, I don't remember, until I graduated from high school. So I was a year-round swimmer. Awesome. I have four what do you kids. Do today? I live in, I stay at home. I have four kids, and I live in Wisconsin now. And that's what I do, keep track of people. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you. Beth, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, Beth Hibbard, formerly Beth Carlson. Um, I graduated in 1991, so just one year ahead of Molly, and um, started swimming when I was eight for Coach Page and was blessed to have him as my coach the entire, gosh, 12 years, I guess, till I uh, swam in college for Ball State and then did uh, professional triathlon for four years and then became mom. I coach just online triathlon now and um, coach, I do swim stroke analysis for swimmers. <laughs> you made a big wow. impact on me. Yeah. So that's my passion. And um, we live in McKinney, Texas, two kids and my husband um, who works for Toyota here in uh Oh, awesome. And you're uh, also in the Tell City Hall of Fame as well. Correct? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. When did you get inducted into the Tell City Hall of Fame? Do you know what year that was? I believe it was 2008. Okay. All right. Let me just make a confession real quick. All you girls, you and, uh, gosh, Molly and uh, I think even Michelle were were in high school when I started swimming age group and you guys were always gorgeous ladies. I remember I remember getting uh getting in the pool as you guys were getting out. You know, I must have been like eight or nine, I can't remember. But <laughs> so, You're not um, saying we're old, are you? <laughs> well Molly called me a baby. <laughs> I don't really mean you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, no, thanks. Thank you for introducing yourself. Um, let's go ahead and just kick it off with questions. But I kind of like to ask these questions to the past swimmers. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, we'll start with Molly, and then, uh, Beth, you can answer after Molly, if that's okay. Sure. All right, Molly. What did you or do you enjoy most about swimming? Well, I still occasionally swim, and I still swim for the reasons that I – swam um, all those years, it's just an opportunity for me when I'm in the pool to just kind of put my mind on autopilot, um, to kind of stop thinking about everything else that's gone on through the day and just focus on being in the moment, just being present, focusing on my breath, my stroke technique, and just kind of working out any anxieties or stressors or kind of whatever else is going on in the world, so... That's what I love about swimming and still love swimming today. Good answer. A lot of people have been saying like the cathartic feeling you get from swimming. So I love too also that it's when I'm done, I'm exhausted. I'm just, I'm spent even more so now, obviously that I'm older. <laughs> I don't swim nearly as long, nearly as far, but I just love that feeling when I'm done, you know, my lungs feel clean and I just feel like, the sun shines a little brighter and I can breathe a little deeper. So Sure. <clears throat> good. Good. It's a good meditation technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Beth, how about you? What did you or do you still enjoy most about swimming? I guess you you uh, still swim because you're a swim stroke analysis. <laughs> yes, I have to get in the water a little bit. But it's a lot of the same things Molly said, um, plus just that the sound of the water is just super relaxing to me. But besides the water, I, I like what it does for me after I'm done, just that stretching feeling. It's like a such a great workout, but it's a it's a good tired, a relaxed tired. But swimming plus swim team, I just really have always appreciated the camaraderie between swimmers. Uh, swimmers not only get relaxed in the water like we do now, but work really, really hard together. And I think that brings people close together, that adversity of going through hard stuff um, as a team or as friends. And as you might know, Molly and I are still the best of friends. And I just, for everyone that we swam with, we had just a really special relationship. And and that includes you, Coach, just left such a, a big impression in part of what swimming is for me. Yeah, no, that's that's a great answer. That's a new one, is uh, the hardships. That, and that's definitely true. Like, uh, any line of work that you do, like I when I was in college, I was roofing houses, and that's hard work in, in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm still friends with those guys, you know, because you just, you go through such a, a trying time together at, at times. You just, that, that uh, hard work makes you guys so close. That's a good answer. All right, Molly, um, if you could go back to your 16- to 18-year-old self, you know, before marriage, before bills, all that other jazz, <laughs> what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Um, I guess the piece of advice I would give to my 16- to 18-year-old self is just you are enough. You are awesome just the way you are. You You are enough. And I think swimming was so good for me. It was it was definitely a confidence booster. But the 16 to 18 year olds, that's just a tough age. It's just when you're rounding that corner into adulthood, and just I would just tell myself, you are awesome just the way you are. Keep it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think Michelle said something similar. She said she would um, try to teach herself how to love herself. All right, Beth. How about you? Well, first of all, Molly would listen to advice that was given to us when we were 16. (laughs) 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 But if if I had listened to whomever was trying to give me advice when I was 16, looking back, I would say be patient um, with the process of life and swimming um, and enjoy the moment that you're in because it's fleeting and also have fun with what you're doing and not take it too seriously because that's when we do our best, when we're enjoying what we're doing and finding the fun in, in fun, in hard work, in people. Yeah, that's uh, that's another good answer, man. You guys are giving good answers today. Do you guys practice this? (laughs) No, we're just wise. (laughs) Well, these are really wise answers. All right, let's go on to the third (laughs) question. Uh, Molly, you still live in the Midwest, but uh, what trait from growing up in, let's say, Tell City, what what trait from growing up in a small town like Tell City um, do you feel has helped you most in your adult life, being a mother, being a a wife, um, et cetera? Um, what trait, I, you know, I think it's, it's hard work. My parents, you know, instilled in me that I needed to work hard and, and put a hundred percent, 110% into everything that I did. And the same way with coach, you know, work harder, swim faster, you know, that's it, definitely it's hard work because I still find that even in my life today, you know, I, I'm raising these four kids with my husband, obviously I'm not doing it alone by any means, but 
you know, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And every day I just get up and I pour myself into my work. And, you know, at the end of the day, I look back over it and, you know, most days I can say job well done. Some days I can say, ah, do a little better tomorrow. <laughs> Work a little harder tomorrow. Yeah. Then that cleaning household must have been full of hard work. Your brother said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make our parents sound like slave drivers? I don't know. No. No, not at all. I like that answer. Um, Beth, how about you? What trait did you gain from growing up in a small town like Tell City? It's uh, uh, had the most impact on you. I do believe that Coach and our parents instilled hard work, you know, a good work ethic. But also with the small town, I find that it's about people. You know, when we're in, when I've lived in a bigger city, it didn't seem like it was so much about the people around you and those genuine relationships that you can create when there's just few of you together going through all kinds of things. And um, I found that when I moved to a big city, of course, people weren't as friendly, but I tried to instill that in them. I talked to people in the grocery line and uh, got some really <laughs> strange looks, but I've always <laughs> never wanted to give up <laughs> that part of me um, from Tell City and knowing people and getting to know people and accepting them for who they are and um, and how different we can all be. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good answer. I tell you, whenever I go back home, I always feel like a big shot because everyone knows me. I'm waving at everybody. <laughs> <You know? I'm laughs> out here in San Diego, like I don't know anybody, so it's uh, I, I do enjoy going back home and just talking to people. But mm-hmm. I hear you there. All right, uh, hardest question, uh, Molly. What's your favorite beat song? Okay, so I've listened to a lot of your your podcast, so I knew this one was coming. And mine, <laughs> Coach, my favorite Beatles song is "I Want to Hold Your Hand," and uh-huh. it's I just love it because it was a it's an earlier song, right? It's a yeah, an older their first song, number one, I guess. Yeah, when my kids were little, I used to always play music because otherwise my car would be really really loud. And um, I was at the library, and there's a Beatles CD, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, Coach like Beatles. And, you know, I'm just gathering stuff up at the library. I got to, you know, get on to the next thing and plop that in the CD player. And my older son, he starts singing along, and but instead of singing, I want to hold your hand, he's singing, I want to hold your ham. I want to hold your hand. And so to this day, every time I hear that song, I just get a little chuckle. Gary's <laughs> trying to introduce my child to, you know, the awesomeness of the Beatles, and we got a little something different out of it. But that's okay. Hand, <laughs> uh, hand, whatever. It's just a catchy tune. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, Beth, how about you? What's your favorite Beatles song? Well, in this instance, I would say, hey, Jude, because <laughs> I remember Coach, um, I'll call it scream singing, uh, lots of songs in practice, <laughs> just, just to keep it light, I'm sure, and make us roll our eyes because, you know, we're teenagers and he's just trying to lighten the mood. But I think that is one of the songs. Coach, do you remember uh, – Scream singing, Hey Jude, and uh, many other songs at practice. Oh yeah, I did that just <laughs> like what I did that just so like what you said, so that uh, y'all roll your eyes <laughs> and think, what kind of a nut is that guy? <laughs> Get your mind off the black line for a little while. Mm-hmm. I wanted to display my excellent voice and you know musical talent as well. Uh yes, yes. So. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> You carried that through the years. I remember you scream singing Louie Louie to me when I was like a kid. <laughs> I think I told you that, you know, I I, I kind of thought there towards the end, I don't know, towards the end of, of my career, I think I went in there one day and, the, you know, the kids were all griping and complaining and everything. So I just said, well, I'm just not going to, I just won't play it anymore. So I went in and shut it off and I walked back out and they go, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, well, you guys didn't want to hear it. What, it's tradition. Yes, we did. <laughs> they got really mad at me. So, 
Anyway, I put it back on. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, Coach, just describe the type of swimmer uh, Molly was. Well, Molly was a was a great swimmer. I mean, she she did everything. I mean, she could swim everything. I I just remember when we went to state and, and everything. I mean, here she swam 500 and 200 and and backstroke and all that. But she had to swim the 50 back for us on the medley relay, and you know that's not easy for you know. I don't think she had a white muscle fiber in her body. I mean, you know, she was <laughs> she liked the, the longer kind of stuff, just like uh, Eric. And uh, but she did a fantastic job. You know, our, our medley relay got fifth in the state and um, only missed second in the state by like five tenths of a second or something. I mean, it was just it was just great. But that, that's just the kind of girl she was, and and. Uh, um, you know, she. I don't. I don't ever remember her complaining about what event she swam, and never. You know that kind of thing. But um, um, we had we had a lot of special moments. I. You know, I think it, it was the when she went that eighteen. What did you get second in that, Molly? I can't remember if you won that or. Um. What? Won what? The five hundred. Oh no! I think I won. I think I. Did won. you win that time? Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I no, I was so, but, thinking but of that girl from Tecumseh. Oh, you know, Coach, I, I've had a few kids and slept a little since then, so I know I was there, <laughs> and it's obvious there is a record of it, but beyond that. Well, I just, I, I, just wanted to make, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't making a mistake, I could, but I couldn't. But anyway, like I said, she, <laughs> she just she slammed everything for us, and uh, and, and like she said, I mean, she was a lifer. I, I just remember when she was little and we'd just be going to, you know, all over the state and swimming. And she mm-hmm. was, you know, she was one of them that was always, always there. Um, she and Eric both. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and, you know, it's just, I'll tell you what, I, I really love hearing from, and it's from both of the girls or whatever, but that they actually enjoyed swimming. Uh, you know, that, that I, my my experience with competitive swimming was was awful, and I didn't enjoy it. And I, I didn't enjoy it until the day I stopped. And then, you know, but my coaching was, you know, w- was a highlight. I mean, that was the highlight of my life, and 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 I enjoyed it so much because of people like uh, uh, Molly and Beth. I, I just um, that that's just something I was so glad that I'm so glad to hear because, uh, like I say, I I I, I guess I could have you know, subconsciously or whatever made it bad for everybody because of my experience. But uh, I'm glad, I'm glad it, that didn't happen, you know. And I didn't well, want that to happen. I was, I was the same way with my kids, you know, raising them. I, I didn't – I wanted them to enjoy competition and enjoy that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I'm glad to hear – I'm really glad to hear them say that. Why did why did you get into coaching, man? We never talked about that. If you had such a bad experience with uh, competitive swimming, why did you get into coaching? Couldn't do anything else. Too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, you know, no. I, I mean, it was it, I, like I said, swimming was my life. I mean, I started swimming when I was uh, seven years old. Uh, it was just, it was just what I knew. I, you know, I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story from from what you know we we my mom was sing you know single and and uh uh so she didn't go to a lot of the swim meets and stuff like that and a good friend of mine uh his parents kind of in the same boat and and so he and I would always get uh those older guys who were all like 17 18 19 years old they'd wind up taking us to the meets with them and uh you know they'd lock us in the trunk of the car and they'd throw us <laughs> underneath the bed and you know like this. But, but I mean, you know, you just, you just, like I say, I just, that was just my life. And, uh, you know, and I went all the way through college and and I was, you know, Paul was a, was a tremendous influence on me as far as, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, and so when I got out, I, I immediately, uh, when I graduated Evansville, I put out my uh, resume to all the schools around and never got any, any kind of, uh, response or anything like that. So, um, good friend of mine was coaching up at Terre Haute. So I took, you know, that was my very first job. Took a Terre Haute aquatic club job. $200 a month was my contract. <laughs> oh. 
and I'm married and <laughs> and I'm making a whopping two hundred dollars a month. But um, that, was, that was just what I knew, and and so uh, you know, it just it went from there. I started out in the age group. Uh, coaching age group, and then we moved to Kansas, and I was the head age group coach out there. So when Tell City called, I was, you know, that was after three years, and I was ready to, I really wanted to have my own team, so just worked out that way. Boy, did you get one. (laughs) Do I? And you got that team. You got that team, and you got those same kids over and over and over. I loved it. Every minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was that was the you know i mean uh, you know when they when they talk about you know i mean of course you always have your days but but uh you know the highlight of my day was practice i you know i i, mm-hmm. I loved it and and then uh you know sectionals and stuff like that when we'd get really you know i mean because i don't know it seemed like especially when you guys were in school uh we we kind of you know we, we kind of we built kind of build up and and we hit it in 86 80 through 89 or whatever. We always had really good team, you know, but we won the sectional those three years or whatever. And then we didn't win the sectionals, but we always had good kids and good swimmers on the team. We were just, you know, we were always in the top three or so. And then we had another, you know, kind of renaissance or whatever in the, in the late nineties, I think when Tammy was a senior and then the two years after that, um, I forget where I was going with this now, but Anyway, yeah, I, I, that that was the you know, oh I know what the, the excitement of the sectional and stuff like that was just mm-hmm. I looked so forward to that that uh, you know we could have skipped skipped the dual meets and everything like that just gone right straight to sectional <laughs> practice mm-hmm. all the way up to it I'd have been happy but no I'm just kidding but well we'll get to Beth in a little bit but Molly um, can you do you mind describing like the impact coach had on on your life? Oh, no, that's what I'm most excited to talk about today. <laughs> you know, Coach, I really, uh, when I first started listening to these podcasts, obviously I just was so excited to hear your voice and, to, you know, hear you talk to the other to the other um, swimmers and to Christy Vaughn and to, and to Coach Jensen. Um, okay. And it really got me very, very nostalgic and thinking about the impact that you had on my, like you personally had on my life, but also the impact swimming had on my life. And I think, you know, as an adult, as a parent and a wife, I am absolutely certain I never appropriately thanked you because I had no clue of what you're really pouring into me and into the other, you know, into into the entire team. But, you know, I'm a mom of four. You have three children. You know, it gets to be that hour of the day. And I'm glad when my husband gets home, right? Well, you were at some <laughs> practice with all of us right. at about that time. So I can't imagine what Chris must have been going through. You know, she sacrificed so that we could have your time and your energy and your attention. Um, and, you know, it's that time of day for us, too, that after school, 3.30 to 5.30, you know, we're tired, we're exhausted, we're mentally drained, right. we're hungry, and yet we're in the pool, you know, following that black line. And, you know, sometimes we were, I'm sure, a lot of fun to be around, and some days we were not. <laughs> and just as a parent now and as an adult, I just, I words cannot even express the gratitude that I have for your time and your mental energy, especially during the high school years, right? You know, because I'm sure when the kids are little and they're sweet and they're cute and they're always fun, that's one thing. But during that high school years, when things just get a little harried and crazy, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you put into all of us so that we could, you know, go on and share it with the world. Mm-hmm. That's, thank that's you. That's kind of that's the impact that you had on me. And, and, you know, and it's taken years for me to fully understand that impact. You know, I have to have a family of my own and trying to get my kids to their practices or their activities or events or whatever. So it's a huge, huge impact. And I have to say, I, I was thinking too about what I learned from you, Coach. And I think, you know, emotional intelligence is kind of a, a, a fancy word now, you know, what everybody's talking about, whether or not people in this world have emotional intelligence and really understand 
other people. And, you know, I learned that through you, especially swimming that 500 because in, in the longer events too, you know, the mile or whatever, because I could always tell how I was doing just by reading your body language. Sometimes you would have your fists above your head and you would be cheering me on. And then other times you'd be swinging that paper around like, get going, get going. And then, you know, you'd give me the hold, you're doing good. And then you'd kind of, you know, I don't know, slap that piece of paper down on your leg and kind of walk off. And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm missing it. I got to pick it up. I got to pick it up. And then, you know. I just learned a whole lot of body length just from swimming all those laps of the pool. I could tell exactly where I was without ever looking at the clock based on Coach Page's body language. And and there'd be sometimes, Coach, I'll be real honest, I would, you know, do the bilateral breathing until I started to see your body language change, and then I'd just stop breathing on that side altogether. <laughs> I'd breathe the other way the whole time. Don't even look at it. <laughs> So yeah, that that's the impact you had on me. You you made me more emotionally intelligent. That was good. Very good for me. <laughs> that's real good. All right, let's uh let's get into best coach. Um I know you've probably already done this during the Hall of Fame um speech or whatever for Beth, but if you don't mind, just go ahead and describe the type of swimmer person Beth is. Like so many others. I mean she was just a fantastic athlete i mean she wasn't just a swimmer she could track she uh you know she she was a, a leader and uh and, and she was our uh the only swimmer i ever coached that went to the junior nationals and uh, we went down to uh university of alabama you know got to do that so that was an, an absolute thrill um but just a hard hard worker i mean as competitive as anybody i've ever been around she was all about business, you know, when she got up on that block. I think both the girls were, were excellent examples of what I said when they got up on the block. I think they knew what they were going to do. They they weren't going, I hope I do well or, you know, maybe I'll do well. They got off the blocks and, or, you know, and they knew I'm going to, you know, I'm going to succeed one way or the other. And, and that's what they did most of the time. That's bad. She's a. <laughs> we had a little dabble in professional triathlete too, so I mean she is an all-around, mm-hmm. all-around athlete. Um, all right, Beth, um, your turn. Okay. okay, I'm 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 blushing over here. Thank you. That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I get to talk about Coach. Yeah, yeah. What what influence did he have in your life? Okay, I think. Uh, Molly really hit the nail on the head and such a great description of how it takes a while in your life to really realize the impact that you had, Coach. And I'm sorry I didn't appreciate it more when I was younger, but I truly, truly do now. You're you're talking about hard work um, instilling confidence in us was such a big thing, especially for young women. Um, I think that's hard to come by now. And I never doubted that you thought we could do what we needed to do in the pool. And that meant so much to me in swimming and just in life that, you know, you always believed in us. And you knew and we knew that we put in the time and effort and you put in the time and effort and the sacrifices that it took to do our best. And um, that's just something I'll always carry with me and hopefully instill that in my kids and this next generation. And um, uh, like Molly said, it was your whole family that made sacrifices. And I clearly remember, I even have it in my notes here to mention that you and Chris took me to Alabama, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who does that? I mean, I, I, that was just such a big tweak. It really um, left an impact. Sorry, you didn't have a great experience swimming um, when you were a kid, but maybe that made you even a better coach. You knew what 
you know, you knew your scream singing would make it fun or your, your terrible jokes <laughs> would make it fun. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, swimmers need to have fun. Everybody does, but, um, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's one of the hardest sports ever. You made it a good time. Um, I even think back to like Vincennes, going to Vincennes and staying the night in a hotel with all your friends yeah. and, you know, the coaches would have their own party that night and everybody be sunburned. And, <laughs> and uh, we lived for that, you know, and you, you made that happen. And it was kind of a celebration of all the hard work for the whole season. You get to go away and, you know, do your thing, but also have a lot of fun together. Enjoy swimming fast and, going to the spaghetti factory, kinds of good yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that both Molly and I truly appreciate what you did, as do all of your swimmers. I mean, I look at what Maya, my daughter, she swims, and she's probably had five or six coaches already. And, um, oh. you know, they move up groups or people switch, and a really, truly dedicated coach who – is with the team from, you know, when you're little all through high school. That's that's unheard of now. I'm sorry they don't have exactly what we experienced through you. You you knew us very well. <laughs> yes. So you, you had to figure it out, I think. <laughs> Just really great to have had that, you know, experience through my entire childhood. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's sweet. I, I, uh, I, you know, there again, there's another thing that makes me feel really good is that I, you know, I never, and I don't know that I ever did, you know, consciously or out, outwardly, but I never ever differentiated between the girls and the boys. As far as I was concerned, you were all the same. And I had the same expectations for the girls that I had for any of the boys. And that was I mean, I thought that maybe because, you know, Tammy, I had my daughter and, and, you know, and Chris and I were, you know, complete partners and everything. I mean, we just, we were just partners. And uh, I wanted to make, make you guys realize that girls and women are important and were important. And I think at least in our, in our little world, in the swimming world, you were every bit as important as the guys and, and vice versa, you know. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear you. Uh, you know, say that. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding, Coach? Man, I'm I've been getting my butt kicked by women in the pool for years. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> I used to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did. You know, you were lucky. You got. You know, you got to swim with the girls and all that. Got with all those pretty girls, and you know, I had to swim with a bunch of ugly old guys my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we Ryan, just we just had to hope that the girls came to the meet. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few years where, like, I was the only guy in the pool in the summer, <laughs> with all these yeah. girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that was I rough. One, like. <laughs> I remember one of the well, yeah yeah I remember one of the girls' fathers come up to me. He's like, you know, I didn't know what to think about you, but you're pretty smart. You swim. You're the only guy in the pool with all these girls and baby suits. So I, was like, oh. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, look out. <laughs> Beth, no, you made the comment that him and Chris took you down to Alabama and, like, who does that? But I, they did the same thing with me. I remember I was swimming at uh, the meet in Jasper or whatever, and I just just spent the night at uh, Chris's family's house. You know, they're from Jasper. So during the meet, I just – Stayed over there, you know, like I was just part of the family. It was, mm-hmm. and that, that was hard? mainly because, like, your folks couldn't, you know, your folks couldn't get away from work or something like that. Because you know, swimming is it is so time consuming. And, and back when you guys swam, it was all day long, all weekend, sure. Friday night, Saturday all day, Sunday all day. And you know, I mean, you know, parents have other obligations. They have, you know, they have work and. You know, they they have a life that, you know, we're take care of their house, do this, that, and, you know, weekends is when that happens. So, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, those the times we took you guys was just because your folks couldn't be there, you know, for whatever reason. But, again, there, there again, I mean, I grew up. We, 
we had friends in Louisville and things like that. And I'm just like you guys, you know, I'd, we'd, we'd spend the night at people's houses and our friends' houses and stuff like that and go to swim meets and we'd all be together playing and, and all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, an all day play date. Swim meets are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, I'm not sure. I think my parents had a good time as well, but I definitely, um, that was like the highlight of my weekends going and hanging out at the swim meet all day. And as a parent now, I think about that and I think, Oh, I've got, I got other things I got to do. But as a kid, oh, it was the greatest. So. And you have to give your parents an awful lot of credit because I'm telling you what, for them to go and, and you think about it, you know, they go to a meet that lasts for eight hours and they get to see you swim for maybe what? Eight minutes total yeah you know, maybe and yeah. all that and and i mean you know that takes special people because i talk to people you know it's funny i'm I'm starting to uh, uh i've been to a couple of swim meets up here uh, my grandsons will go to this northwestern high school and they've got a pretty good little girl swimmer uh there this year and and so i wanted to go see her swim and i've been to two meets and i didn't get to see her swim either one but and tammy's friends are are so good to me um they always invite me to their houses and to come with tammy and gary go and you know and, and all that kind of thing and they've got a little girl that's swimming and she's swimming uh junior high for the first time this year and i just told her i was so excited i said it's been so long since i've had anybody to go to a swim meet and watch and cheer for uh you know but but like i say it, 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 and her dad was talking he says i sat in that pool and i had a I had a sweatshirt on and a regular shirt and a T-shirt, and he said, I took everything off except for the T-shirt. He said, I was dying in there. And I just think, you know, yeah, you know, but that's what you do for your kids. And, and like I say, I, you know, not only were the swimmers the greatest in the world, but, I, you know, so many parents were so wonderful to me and, yeah. and all. So uh, it, 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 it's just nice, but that's what, that's what parents do. As you two know. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Beth, you uh, you do stroke analysis. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but uh, um, what are you? Are you like the uh, rim smooth or total immersion? What, what's your uh, what's your forte on uh, on stroke analysis? Oh well, I actually mix the combination of a lot of things. I take what I like from total immersion and some other um, methods and put it together. Plus, I, I feel that every swimmer that I see is so different. And I work with adults, so they do some wonky stuff when they're swimming. <laughs> and uh, and so I just um, work with each person individually and use what what technique I think will help them individually. Okay, so you, are you more of like a stroke stroke length or a stroke rate than if you take total immersion? I'm assuming stroke length is is what you would preach. Get your stroke longer. Um, yeah, what I see with most adults is that they need stroke length first. Um, uh-huh. Stroke rate will come, but first you have to be in pretty good shape to increase your stroke rate. So we start with length, and then we get to rate. Okay. Kind of totally off topic, but total, for those for those of you who don't know, total immersion is like uh, almost. What, what, how would you describe it as like a catch-up stroke kind of thing? Like uh, yes, you know, really long stroke, kind of keeping your hand in that first quadrant, catching the water. But swim smooth is more like stroke rate. So I was once told there's only two ways to get faster in freestyle: either you increase your stroke length or you increase your stroke rate. You think that is that correct? Yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. Um, most people I see are, you know, beginner, intermediate um, swimmers. So it, it's a lot of it's about drag, too. <laughs> Decreasing drag is first what I do with them. I see a mm-hmm. lot of work on uh, body position before they even can propel through the water. So. Right. Right. Molly, you must have you must have some experience being a 500 freestyle on how would you describe your 500 freestyle stroke? <laughs> Been so long. Beautiful. I don't, yes. Thank you. Yes. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. 
<laughs> effortless. That's how I would describe it. Effortless. Oh, nice. <laughs> she had a beautiful, nice long stroke. Mm-hmm. She had a uh, you know really nice catch and and you know we we did a lot of you know we did a lot of stroke counting and I'd run along those lane lines and watch where your hand went in and where it came out and if I if I saw it go in a red you know a, a red line and come out a white I'd be going eh let's let's work on that a little bit or or whatever but uh, you know I just I was just a copier I did I, I wish I I wish I could have come up with things like streamlining and and all that kind of stuff like that but I always uh, I was just a copier when it came out then I started oh okay that sounds good <laughs> let's do that <laughs> but uh, but we did a lot of a lot of as I recall, a lot of stroke uh, counting, stroke, and then and you know counting how many uh, strokes per length and and all that kind of thing. And <clears throat> I get a kick out of that now when I watch the on TV and stuff like that. They talk about that a lot, you know, Phelps or whatever. He took 14 strokes on that, and the backstrokers they know that when they get to stroke 13 or 14 or whatever that they're close and and they set up. So you know, so I, I was always. It always made me feel good when I'd see that because I question myself all the time whether we're doing the right thing, is this good, is this bad, are we doing enough yards, are we doing too too many yards, you know, you just go through all that kind of thing like that. But looking back on it now, it seemed like it was the right thing for most for the most part. Yes, I I totally agree because I know you worked on technique with us a lot, and I mm-hmm. uh, I truly appreciate that because you know. It, it doesn't matter how many yards you do in the pool if you're not doing them correctly. And, you know, swimmers right. are overtrained so often. And I think you you struck a really good balance. I mean, we worked hard and did yardage, but we also, you know, you were always, always looking at our stroke. It wasn't just like go swim and tell me when you're done. You you were involved in every set we did. And that I think it's a little bit of a lost art and really appreciated having having your attention towards our stroke. When I talk to people that are asking me for swimming advice, I I usually tell them two things. One, swimming is more like golf than any other, than like than uh, running or biking because if all you do is get in the pool and practice your crappy swim stroke, you're just going to get really good at a crappy swim stroke. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then two, I tell them if, if they have a swim coach that just has them doing drills just for the sake of doing drills and doesn't tell them what they should be working on or focusing on during the drill, then they need to find a new swim coach. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the two things I tell them. It's funny. And, and then you go, you go back and you mention, like, uh, Coach Pace struck a good balance between teaching technique and, and getting your aerobic base um, fit enough. But I see it a lot with age groupers now because – I'm like you, Beth. My, I got one son that's swimming, and he's had probably five or seven coaches because we're always moving. And uh, one thing that irritates me to the bone is whenever he's swimming for two hours and they're just doing 2100s. You know, I'm like, what? What good does that do him? He's an 11 year old boy. Like, and I think Coach Pace said it earlier. Is like those kids, they don't have. He doesn't have an aerobic system to to build off of right now not until he hits puberty so like i don't understand what these coaches are trying to do are they trying to get them stronger um i don't know what's your do you have a take on that beth uh i really struggle with that as well i don't feel like 11 and 12 year olds need to uh be doing you know 2200s like i've seen my daughter do sometimes and uh that the focus needs to be on technique. They need to do things right. First of all, if they're going to have shoulders that function by the time they're 18, they have to do things correctly. The the endurance will come, you know. You don't see 100-meter runners out running five-mile warm-up runs, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at swimming, we we do we do tons and tons and tons of yardage and then go swim a 50 or a 100. Um, I think we have to train the right system, and technique has to be precedent, um, take precedent, and then you go from there. And, you know, there's no sense in um, a 12-year-old doing tons and tons of yardage and then 
they're they're kind of done by the time they're 14 or 15 then um they they max out or they burn out so um coach you might have experienced some of that i don't know if you didn't like swimming sometimes burn <laughs> burnout happens but um yeah i'm i don't i don't let my daughter go to all the practices <laughs> which is kind it's kind of made it sweeter for her then she she's kind of begging to go and then i say oh all right you can go <laughs> okay okay let's go you know um for, for all the yardage that we did for all the swimming that we did coach you know i also remember i never was injured you know sometimes i might have you know say to oh my shoulder hurts but i was never injured um, until I got to college. In college was the first time I had consistently done two-a-day practices, and I hurt my shoulder. Uh, but, you know, mm. I swam for how many years? 11, 12 years and was never right. injured until we kicked it up a notch when I got to college, and then that's when I got hurt. So, you know, I think there's definitely mm. something to balancing that. Well, I remember I made a, a conscious decision pretty early in my coaching, uh, which I don't know whether it was smart or not. Uh, don't know if it made a big difference, but we didn't pull with a lot of resistance. Remember when we used pull, uh, when we used paddles and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did the pull and, and I, I, but I tried to make it more of a breath, you know, a, a, an aerobic or you know, aerobic kind of thing where we were holding our breath, reading every three, five, seven strokes, whatever. Um, but we didn't use, I know when I swam, we used paddles and we used tubes and, and things like that for drag. And um, But I saw so many kids um, come up with shoulder problems. And uh, it just seemed to me like that was one of the things that, that caused that. And uh, so I made a conscious decision very early in my coaching. We didn't use... We didn't use a lot of uh, a lot of resistance. Now, when we when we got to the uh, well, what was it? The, what do you call them? The the ropes or the the tubes, the, the mm-hmm. rubber tubes, whatever you call. I forget what we call them, but uh, you know there was some some of that kind of there. But boy, I, I was always afraid, you know, that we, you know, somebody was going to pull a shoulder or something like that. Even with that, so I don't I don't believe we used. If we did, we didn't use it very often. It was pads or I mean paddles with those kinds of things. I think most of the time we just swam regular and just tried to go as far as we could, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I was always worried about shoulder injuries and stuff like that. And I just felt like, you know, I always remember talking to, you know, Mount Vernon's coach and stuff like that. And he's talking about, we don't swim yards, we swim miles and all this. And I always thought we did a good job, but we never swam, you know, 15,000 yards a day or anything like that. You know, we, we we pretty well settled in there between eight and twelve thousand, depending uh, on the two a days and when w- what part of season we were in and um, and that type of thing. But we didn't, you know, in our age group, swimmers barely got, you know. Uh, I, I was told early in my coaching that like you know the 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 least amount of yards that you should do is around three thousand um, three thousand yards in order to get you know any kind of a base or whatever. And that seemed to be plenty for for kids. And we only had an hour and a half, so it wasn't you know it wasn't like we could just do whatever we wanted. But um, mm-hmm. you know we we were around thirty thousand, thirty five hundred all the time as age groupers, and I I never felt like that was too little. I always felt it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say if that's the case, that three thousand, thirty five hundred, I'd probably need to step it up a notch now <laughs> and right. get back in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably the reason we can swim because we didn't swim, you know, so much as kids. We still have shoulders, Coach. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is great. Well, I mean, you know, it does. It doesn't help you. I, I just never could stand walking in and seeing kids with ice on their shoulders and all that kind of stuff like that. I thought, well, that can't be good. <laughs> and you know, when you, when you have to get up and compete, I, I can't see where that helps any. So. I don't know. Maybe like I say, you know, you always question yourself, but in the end, I felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's a coaching mentality of no pain, no gain, but I honestly think a coach's responsibility should be to try to minimize 
the risk of injury. And that's always should be at the forefront of yeah. your thoughts, you know, not, yeah. not crushing people into the ground. Like if you, like you said, coach, if you can't show up to the meet and be ready to perform, then you're doing something wrong as a coach. So, yeah. Well, you know, you talk about burnout and I always, you know, I, I, I always hated that terminology. I, I, to me, burnout was boredom. You know, when you, when you got bored and, and lost, you know, and, and lost sight of what your goals and, and objectives were, then it then it gets boring and, and, and I can see where somebody would get quote burned out, but I always called it boredom. Uh, you know, you just get anything you get bored with, anything you get bored with, you don't want to do. And I mean, we all have times of boredom and, and, and everything. I, I understand that, but I think if you keep in mind what you're trying to do and what your goals are and that kind of thing, it at least helps a little bit in keeping that uh, in keeping that going. That's what I always tried to impress upon you guys is you know we're we're we're, we're training for a reason you know and and this is why we're doing what we're doing and then I think it makes it a little more a, a little more palatable for for the swimmers you know to to accept and then they go yeah okay well that makes sense. We're not just doing laps. We're... Well, there was one quote I liked that you repeated often. Um, this is a set I like, and I hope you will too. <laughs> <laughs> you always knew something that. good was coming, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> As I recall, you always enjoyed it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot awesome. he said that. Yeah, I forgot he said that, Jeff. <laughs> he did say that quite often. We knew we were in for it. We were in for it if he said that. Well, I was really excited about the set coming up. I don't understand. <laughs> Especially the fact that I didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember another time, Coach, um, you got me, I was probably a freshman or something in high school or even younger, and you were trying to get me pumped up for the event or whatever, sectional. I think we weren't sectional my freshman year, so it was probably there, and I was getting ready to swim the gender and I am on her back, and you're like, Louie, you're a kamikaze. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the comic I get up to the class, I'm like, what's the kamikaze? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I'm asked, I think I'm asking one of our students, like, what's the kamikaze? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coach always did have those things. Another another thing he said that a, a quote I've heard people uh, relay before is, all I want is all you got. You used to say that one too. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, do you have any anything you wanna wanna say? Um, well yes, I have lots of things I wanna say, but I, I do have a question I wanna ask you, Coach. I was thinking like one of my memories of Coach and um First of all, I want to tell you, I, I know there was some reference to the your car, the green weenie, I think. And I have mm-hmm. to say, I'm not a, I'm not a car person. I don't remember that. But I, um, being a, a driver of a similar vehicle myself, I remember when you got your brand new Chevy Astro van. And <laughs> yeah. I remember how excited you were for that minivan, which is funny because <laughs> I'm a minivan driver myself. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember we were driving to Indianapolis in this Chevy Astro van, and there was a red one right in front of us, same exact vehicle. And I remember this—the energy in the van was really like we were all very excited. And I don't know if it was because of the new car, because of the meet we were going to. I don't know what it was, but I remember you had your hands just gripping that steering wheel. Get that piece of junk out of my way. <laughs> Yours was all shiny and brand new. <laughs> so funny. I remember that. And then and if I'm not mistaken, we we might have been going to uh, Louisville. I don't know, instead of Indianapolis. But um, I do remember also you stopping for the belly bomb. You want to stop and get a belly oh, yeah. bomb. Do you remember these? 
And I just oh, wonder, yeah. are you are you still into the White Castles, or you have you uh, moved on from that? Very seldom. I, uh, you know, nobody in my family will let me uh, anywhere near them if I want to get those. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't want them in their car. I keep, I keep giving my my grandsons. I'm, you know, every time we drive by, I say, "Boys, you want to stop at uh, at the castle?" Oh God, no! Grandpa was always you. I said, God, those are the best things that ever. Gary, my son-in-law, he 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 likes them and everything. But like I say, Tammy won't let any of us in her car or anything like that if we, if we even smell like them. So, so no, I don't get them. I don't get them anymore. I mean, not 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 too often anyway. Oh, only on special occasions. Well, I, I yeah, know, right. of when you, I'm all by I'm... myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and so, Coach, I just have to say, you know, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for the sacrifice for that that you made for all of us, so that we could have a great experience. For the sacrifice Chris made to, you know, give us your time as well, you know, time away from your family and and your kids too. You know, they they shared you with us and I am just, mm-hmm. I cannot, words just can't express how completely grateful I am for that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about you. Oh, thanks. All right, Beth, you got any parting uh, comments or questions for coach? It's mostly thank you. Like Molly said, it, we just, I don't know if, I can fully express how grateful I am for all of your time and effort and, you know, your dedication. You dedicated your life, many, many years of your life to swimming. And just know, Coach, that it really made an impact. And we all just truly appreciate what you've done. And um, we're who we are because of it. It just made such a difference in so many lives so and brought people together and you know i just i just can't thank you enough thank you too uh you know <laughs> I, I i feel that way about uh you know all of you and and you know and all the the kids that we don't i don't get to talk to and stuff i you know i, I think about them all the time as well and um it was just a great time it was a great time in my life that's for sure this whole process of getting past swimmers on here has kind of made me realize, um, well, you know, like I'm the youngest of, of five and you know how, like you think your mom and dad's favorite growing up. And then when you become an adult, you realize, no, they loved us all equally the same. (laughs) That's, That's how this whole process has been for me. Like growing up, coach made me feel really special made me feel um, like a unique individual, almost made me feel like I was his favorite, you know, but talking to you, you, Molly, Beth, and Michelle, and Eric, and and so on, it's, it's made me realize, like, no, he's, he loved us all equally the same, so um, I just, I, I kind of came upon that revelation this past week after listening mm-hmm. to Coach Paul um, conversation, so, um, <laughs> Coach. You got anything yeah. you want to? You got anything you want to tell Molly or Beth before we hang out? No, just that I love them and and uh, I'll never forget them and and thank you for the very kind words. But you know, I mean, you know, going along that that uh, that same thing that you were talking about, I remember having kids that you know on the team that would say things to me like, "You like lane uh, one and two better than you like." you know, lanes five and six, blah, 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 this kind of thing like that. And, and I, I think I think it, when it was over with, you know, and, and, and they graduated and went on, I, I think they realized that to me they were just as important. And, and you know, and I've, and I've, always, and I've always said, you know, we, we were very fortunate with our teams that we had the kids that were year-round swimmers and very dedicated to, to swimming only or whatever. But we also built through kids who just swam three months out of the year or five months out of the year or whatever. And, and, uh, they were just as important in sectional ends as, as, you know, uh, the person who was winning the event. So, um, I, I mean, I just feel that way about everybody. And every once in a while, I'll, I still have some of the computer program stuff and it, it doesn't go back. We didn't have, you know, a lot, a lot of the stuff I had to put it in by hand, but 
um, you know, I'll go back and, and remember the kids and, and see times and stuff like that. And then I, you know, when you sent me the top 10 things, you know, we started that, I don't remember what year, but, uh, I mean, I, and, and I was always really glad that, that we did that because again, that, that gave kids something to shoot for. Maybe they weren't going to be a school record holder, but maybe they could get in the top 10 or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, as, as the years go on, maybe they'll expand that to 15, you know, um, but um, no, that, that's the only thing I can say to the girls. I love them and and uh, think about them often. And you know, I kind of sit around here. And <laughs> that's all I can do. So we love you too, Coach. Yes, <laughs> no, Coach, thanks. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Well, Coach, I gave them your contact info, so now they have no excuse not to text you pictures of them and their kids or whatever. Because I know you enjoy getting that. <laughs> well. That that would be wonderful. I did. I saw a picture of of Molly on either I guess Tammy's Facebook. I don't have Facebook, but Tammy might have shown me or or I saw it somewhere. Uh, God, she's just you guys just haven't changed. You're just beautiful, and I, I can't believe it. But Beth sent me pictures years ago of her of her kids and 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 everything. But I don't think I'm I, when Molly was in Jasper. I don't know if I saw you and your kids or. I mean, I, I saw I you think, once or twice up there, but yeah, yeah. When I went over to the other side, when I was a trader and moved over to Jasper, um, <laughs> no, I think yeah, I came to a retirement party. I don't think I have my, I don't think I have my kids with me for that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. be be on the watch. I'll send you some new ones. I was like, that would be great. That would be yeah. great. I'd love it. <laughs> All right, I'll do the same. I'll send some videos of Maya yeah. swimming. Uh, she's. I think she's going to be whooping me pretty soon. So, great, great, <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I love awesome. it. Awesome. Well, be well, Coach. All right. Thank you. You yes. guys too. Take care. All right. All right. All right. See you Bye-bye. guys. Bye. Bye.